When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! It's the two-time Stellar Award considered. Spin Award nominated. You're listening to The Voice. To The Voice. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. This is AR Base. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! Great day, everyone. This is Dolores Williams, and I want to personally invite you to Divine Connections Magazine 11th Anniversary Expo, Saturday, September 11th, at Beyond Measure Ministries, 904 East Main Street, in Hall River, North Carolina, from 12 to 5. Gospel groups, praise dance, vendors, fashion show, mind, food trucks will be there, and our special guests will be featured, Titus Little Blair and the fantastic volunteers from Detroit, Michigan. Get your ticket now. Only $12, DivineConnectionsMagazine.com. Good family, come taste the praise of Kimmy's Creations. You can order on Facebook at Kimmy's Creations or email timekimberly at gmail.com or call right now 702 702- 773-0337. Kimmy creates that fire. Order yours today. Yum. Welcome to the two-time Spin Award nominated, two-time Stellar Award considered, controversial off the feedback radio station in the land. It is your boy, the Thomas Boy, with an all-star lineup just for you.
never heard Christian radio quite like this. Quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. You're listening to Victory Over the Weights of Life. Over the Weights of Life. With Sis Diane LeBrin. Right now on TPV Radio. This is Victory Over the Weights of Life with author and speaker Diane LeBrin. Amen. Amen. Greetings, everybody. I greet you in the name of Jesus. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Victory Over the Weights of Life with yours truly, author and speaker, Diane Luther. I get a kick out of how Pastor Chris said my name. I just love it. Every time he says it, I just chuckle. <laughs> Praise God. It's so good to be here with you once again. If you have not shared this, go ahead and share. If you have not, let someone know victory over the weights of life is on. Would you please do so now? It is a great day. Thank God. Today is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it. Not trying to be morbid or anything, but do you know how many people started the day today? and did not make it to this point, but we are still here. That means God extended another day of grace and mercy towards us, so we must remember to be thankful and to be grateful for all the things that God has done for us. Somebody might say, well, I don't have this, I don't have that right now, but you are here and you are alive, so be grateful and say thank you, Lord. I want to thank you again. Welcome to Victories Over the Weights of Life. If you have not gone to my website to get my new book, What If, Living with the Regrets of Yesterday, I would like for you to go to my website and check out that book and any other book. That website is LibraInBooks.com, L-E-B-R-I-N-B-O-O-K-S.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow me there, y'all. I'm even on TikTok now. What you say? <laughs> Yes, Lord, I'm even on the tick and the talk. I'm trying to get it together, y'all. So whatever platform you're listening on, I want to thank you, and I want to let you know I am grateful. But before we start our show, as always, we can do nothing without the Lord God Almighty. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we want to thank you for today. We want to thank you for goodness, your kindness. We want to thank you for grace. We want to thank you for patience. And we want to thank you, God, for dealing with us in such a kind manner. Father, we do not deserve what we get from you, but we are so glad, God. You are the God of mercy, and you took out all your anger on the on Jesus on the cross at Calvary. Father, as we come today, we want to ask God for forgiveness. If we've sinned in any manner, if we've caused someone to 
stumbled, if we've hurt someone, Father, we pray in Jesus' name and we ask for your forgiveness. We repent, Lord. If we've offended anyone, would you reveal it to us, O oh God, so that we can make it right? Father, we invite you today right now into the show. And we're asking, Father, that you come in. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that the blood of Jesus saturate the airways. Come in against every plant and every plot, oh God, that the enemy may have. We bind the hands of the enemy and his resources in the name of Jesus. We pray, God, that the ears that are listening, God, will be receptive. I pray, God, that you call them near and far. Draw them, Father, that they are able to hear the word of God. Lord, we want to thank you. We ask that you move by your spirit. We ask that you deliver by your spirit. We ask that your name, God, be magnified in this show. And we want to thank you for all what you've done, all what you're doing. Thank you for the TPV family. Thank you for Pastor Newton and his beautiful wife, God. Blessings, showers of blessings. Open up the windows of heaven, God. Pour them out a blessing that they don't have room enough to receive. Father, so we can give you praise, glory, and honor. Blessings belong to you. Hosanna in the highest. And we bless your holy name, Father. And it's in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, I want to thank you. Thank you wherever you're listening to. Australia. We want to thank God for you. United States, we want to thank God for you. UK, Canada, Africa, Ghana, Nigeria, USDI, we want to thank you. South America, you are, wherever you are in the Middle East, wherever you are listening, I want to let you know that you are welcome. And I want to let you know today God is going to change your life. And I want to let you know you are not just listening to the show by mistake, that today is divine. It has been ordained by the Almighty God for you to be here, to be listening to that show. And if you say, well, I'm just catching it on the replay, (laughs) our God works in mysterious ways. He knew you would be there at the time and at that place. So today I want to ask you, a question and, and 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 it may sound kind of crazy especially in the day and time that we are living in and my question to you is how do you feel about yourself how do you feel about yourself you might say dying well that's kind of a dumb question you know what do you mean how I feel about myself how, do, do you like yourself do you like spending time with yourself you know there are a lot of people who do not like themselves. There are a lot of people who look at themselves in the mirror and they don't like what they see looking back at them. There are a lot of people, they don't like their voice, they don't like their hair, they don't like their skin color, they don't like they don't like things that God gave to them. And you would be surprised so many people are walking around And they are mad at God because they feel like God cheated them because they don't have such and such like the other person. They feel like God is against them because they're not in the right race or they're not in the right family. They're not in the right church. They're not in the right job. Do you know how many people question God? And I want to ask you, have you questioned God? And if you have questioned God, what have you questioned God about? Because the truth of the matter is I have questioned God. I wanted to know some things. God, why? Why would you allow such and such to happen to me? Why would you allow me to go through this? And when I look at people in my eyes, 
that I think should have gone through the things that I have gone. It's like their lives are the lives that we should have. Some husbands look at wives, some other men's wife, and they say, that should have been my wife. Some other woman look at somebody else's husband and say, that should have been my husband. I don't know, back in the 80s, there was this song that said, I wish I had Jesse's girl. <laughs> he had his own girl, but his girl was not Jesse's girl. Because the truth of the matter is, sometimes all you see is the outside. You don't know what's happening on the inside. So you can put on the makeup, you can put on the pretty clothes, you can get the fly haircut, you can get all dressed up on the outside. We know how to make the outside look good. But I ask you today, how do you feel about yourself? How do you think about yourself? Do you think you're an awesome person? Do you think like Psalm 139 said, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made? Do you think, here's the big one, do you think that God loves you? Do you, do you, do you really believe God loves you? How can God love you when you've done all what you've done? How can God love you when you've had all the thoughts that you had? How can God love you for some of the actions that you have taken, the secret sins and the skeletons in the closet that are lurking yet hiding at the same time? You see, what you think about you, you would be surprised how many people feel and think the same way about them. Here's one thing I want you to know. We all have skeletons. <laughs> we all have skeletons. I don't care how holy. I don't care how much you pray. I don't care how much you do this. There are men and women that have been married for years, and there are some things that are so deep in the closet they themselves have forgotten about it. But can I tell you something? God knows us from the beginning to the end. Nothing you and I can ever do can be kept a secret from God. I don't care how dark the room was when we did it. I don't care how far away from home we were when we did it. I don't care how secret we spoke when we did it. I don't care what the letter was, how you double-coded it, and then you, you mailed it, and you had duct tape and all them other tapes so nobody else can open it. I don't care what it is. Before the words came to your head to write that letter, God said, I know your thoughts are far off. If you don't know God loves you, then let me be the first to tell you, you don't love yourself. Oh, my God, Diane, how can you say that? Because that's how I felt. How can God love somebody like me? Some of us, we had parents who don't like us. Far less lovers. There are some of you who have no idea who your fathers are. And there are some that do know your father, but you have nothing to do with him because, let's face it, he was just a donor. Some of us have mothers. All they did was carry us, and that was it. Just dropped us off like some puppies, and that was it. So how can God love us? How can God love you and I when mama who carried us don't like us, don't love us, can care less? Daddy, who's supposed to provide and protect, 
is the one that brought pain home, is the one that molested and raped some some of their children. If if how can daddy be a deadbeat? How can mama get up and go to work and daddy's at home? How can daddy do this and mama does this? And we're looking at it only from a human perspective. We're looking at it only only in our eyes. Because don't forget you guys, most of the times we are operating in the flesh. <laughs> and that's why the Bible tells us that we must not follow the flesh, but we must walk after the spirit. Because when we walk after the spirit, the spirit of the Almighty God will show us some things. And he will say to you, although your mama and your daddy don't like you, although your mama and your daddy want nothing to do with you, like the book of Psalms says, he said, I will pick you up. And he said, I will adopt you, and I will make you my very own. So first and foremost, the reason why we cannot give a definite answer of how we feel about ourselves is because we don't know that God truly loves us. Nothing we do can ever stop God from loving us. Nothing you ever done can ever separate you from the love of God. I don't care what it is. Whatever sin you've committed, you lie, you cuss, you're in the closet, you're out the closet, you're on the rooftop, you are murder. It does not matter what sin we have committed. See, a lot of people, when they get saved, they talk about what sin you have committed. What sin you have committed. But I believe, I believe because we are human and we live this life here on earth in the flesh, we error. We error. You never know what you can say to somebody. And right then and there, you've offended them. Right then and there, you've hurt their feelings. And some people will be blatant and say, well, you hurt my feelings. I didn't. Some people will just hold that in. You would be surprised how many people have committed suicide because somebody offended them. You will not believe how many people who took their lives because they don't know the life that they have is a life that God gave to them. When you and I come to the realization that you, we are exactly what God said that we are, <laughs> the dust of the earth, that's all we are. So it doesn't matter if your dust is lighter than mine, my dust is darker than yours. It doesn't matter if your dust is yellow, if it's brown, if it's red. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. When this life is over, when it's all said and done, we go back to where we come from. But the flesh of us, is not what's important to God. It's our spirit. And if we walk around in and with a broken spirit, we can never truly experience the complete love of God. We cannot. So how can you love yourself? You have to first learn that God loves you. Because remember what he tells us. He told us, that we must love our neighbors as ourselves. When Jesus was getting ready to leave, he told them in the book of John, I am giving you a new commandment. 
that you love one another. And he said, by the love that you have one for another, they will know that you belong to me. See, that tells me there is a different kind of love in the, in the kingdom of God and in the kingdom of the world. Because that love that we are supposed to have one for another, it's so unique. People should be able to look at us and say, mm, they want to then believe us. Because the truth of the matter is, some of the people in the world love, <laughs> and I hate to put it like this, love better than some of us who are in the church. Some of you will find certain people in the world that will help you before your family, that will help you before church members. There are people in the world that will not lie to you, but will tell you the truth. But you have family members that will look you in the eye and lie to you. You have church family members that will look you in the face and lie to you. Can you help me? No, I cannot help you. But then we tell them one of the commandments is thou shalt not lie. So the love of us in that Christ have placed in us, we are supposed to be different. And it is with that love, which God, which is called the agape love of God. We are to love just like God loved. That means you're going to get on my nerves, but I'm going to still love you. That means you're going to hurt me. I have to reach down deep and forgive you. And that means after you've hurt me, if you need something and I got it, as much as I would love to see you struggle and not have anything good, guess what I have to do? I have to give it. Why? Because the love that I have in me is the love that God is. And God loves. Now, God loves everybody. And I now God don't love sin because I, I, ears perching up here, there, and the other. God don't love sin. God loves people. And one of the, one of the, 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 I don't even know what to call it now going on in the world, Lord. The, the homosexuality agenda is here. It's alive and it's in everybody's face. Boom, 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 boom. It's everywhere. And many times when people have tried to witness to the LGBTQ committee, the first thing when they'll tell them, God loves me. And that's not, that's not a lie. But it's the sin that God don't love because your sin as a thief, my sin as a liar, someone's sin as a homosexual, if we die, all of us going to go to hell. Now, forget about that once save, always save stuff because that's not real. That's a trick and a lie of the enemy. If it had not been so, then the Bible would not tell us put away the filthy things. He would not tell us put away homosexuality. He would not tell us put away murder and slander. He would not tell us to put these things away, witchcraft. He would not tell us to put these things away. But he tells us to put these things away. Why? Because even when you repent and you sin, if you don't repent for that sin, you put yourself of hell's fire. Now, a loving God, somebody will say, how can a loving God send me to hell? 
God sends nobody to hell. He give us a choice, and he give us free will. We're not robots. He made us in his own image, and what he wants is for us to love him, and what he wants is for us to love and what he wants is for us to love our neighbors as ourselves. Now, God is not talking about no selfish kind of love. Me, my four, and no more. Me, myself, and I. I don't love nobody. Back in the day, Snoop Dogg had a song that says, I don't love them girls, but y'all know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> he said, I don't love them girls. He wants them to love him and do for him. But what he say, I don't love them. So love cannot be selfish. Love cannot be pompous. Love cannot be pious. Love cannot be judgmental. Love cannot be finger-pointing. Love cannot be doubting and putting down and making someone else feel bad about themselves. And how many people around the world make themselves feel bad? How many people around the world put themselves down? man... Ugh, I'm so stupid. I can't believe I did that. Oh, duh. How can you be so dumb? Did you not see? Did you not read? Oh, look at me. God, I'm so fat. Oh, I can't stand looking at my face. Look at this nose. Oh, my God. I just hate myself. There are people walking around the world. Maybe even you, a family member, a church member, somebody you know, hate themselves can't find any good in themselves, have no self-love, have no self-esteem, have no self-worth, have no self-value, simply because they don't know that God loves them. The only way we're going to come to the place where we truly love ourselves you cannot get to that place until you accept the love of God. The book of Amos asks us, how can two walk together unless they agree? Now, that makes it, wait, wait a minute, how, how does that apply to me? <laughs> your body, your soul, and the spirit. How can two walk together if we don't agree? See, here's the thing. If you don't like your body... That's something in your soul that could have been there from a trauma, from a molestation, from a rape, from some type of abuse. So you look at you and you don't like you. My body used to be one of the ugliest things to me. Why? Somebody took advantage of my body, of my body. And I've said it before and I will say this again. The most powerful thing we have when it comes to us is our sexuality. And when someone takes away your power, when they take away your power, it makes you feel like nothing. Why do you think there are so many girls on the street selling their bodies? They're trying to feel worthy of something. So many girls in the strip club on a pole using what they got to get what they want. You know what that is? Love and the power that was taken from them. Respect to be seen, to be accepted, to be loved.
stuff. Now, now there are some who just like shaking the groove thing, all right? But the nine, but the majority. Let me tell y'all, because if, if if you just start listening to me, you you've missed some some stories of how God delivered me, and 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 some of the things that I could have gotten into, but the love of God came, and He got rid of it, and He got rid of it out of me, and this is why I can sit here and I can tell you candidly about the love of God and how the love of God can change you from where you are to your destiny, where he has called you to be. When I was a single mom, pretty face, cute body, but I was not making enough money to take care of my babies. So what does a girl with a pretty face and a cute body do? How can you make it rain? How can you make money every day? Or in the African community, we said er day. <laughs> How can you make it every day and er day? Well, use what you got to get what you want. And I remember going about visiting strip clubs because I wanted... I needed the money, but at the same time, I needed the acceptance. At the same time, it was my way of trying to get back the power that was taken from me by my mother's boyfriend, best friend, and by my godfather, a Pentecostal, biggest Bible in the church. We did not miss one Sunday, one Tuesday, one Thursday, one whatever. The church doors were open. We were in it. And you would look at him. You would never believe it. And I got into one of those strip clubs. And that girl was on the stage. And she looked like she had just given birth maybe two months ago. The ladies, you know, if you've given birth, you know, after you give birth, the the the, the belly's not too pretty. <laughs> the belly is not too pretty. The elex the elasticity of it, it, it kinda stretched out and, and, and things gotta bounce back. You know what I'm saying? And when you're not in Hollywood and you don't have no money to go and get tummy tuck and everything, you just have to basically let nature take its course. So she was on there and you can tell she gave birth. And people are just sitting there watching her. And the DJ had to say, hey, y'all, basically go up there, tip her, you know, because cause you can tell she, she was probably like still in pain the way she was moving. And a few people got up and they went and they tipped her. And I'm looking around and my mind is not, girl, get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. I'm still just looking around, okay. Then I saw this other waitress pass by topless. And as she passed by, somebody just grabbed her breath. Didn't bother me again. And then I looked to the table next to us. And there was this young lady, had short hair, and she dyed it blonde. Beautiful black girl. Beautiful black girl. Now, when I think of her, I look back. Now I can see the deadness in her eyes as they pass her around and she looks around. Now I can understand why that deadness was there. 
and they was literally passing her around. You know, when you at, at grandmama's house for Thanksgiving, oh, pass the mashed potatoes, and mashed potato go from one hand to another, pass mac and cheese from one hand to another. And that's how they were passing her around. There was about six of them, and all they had in their hands, each of them had one dollar. And my eyes just happened to fall, and their hands were places that is not worth one dollar. And even in that, it did not really deter me to not do it. And you probably say, oh, my God, Diane, how can you see all that and you're still thinking? Because I didn't love me. I didn't love me. God didn't love me. Or at least that's what the devil was telling me, and, and that's what I was buying. I don't love how you going how God going to love you? And you got these two babies, and, and you're working, and you're trying to make ends meet, and you and, and this and that, and you all your little money is gone, and then you still got to come to church. Now, I'm doing all this, y'all. I'm still going to church. <laughs> Somebody, I'm doing all this. I'm still going to church, but I'm going to church. I hear a word, but I'm not listening. I'm not paying attention. I'm there because, hey, I grew up Sunday. That's where you need to be. You need to be at church. So I had no relationship with God. Because why would God want a relationship with me? After all, look at where I'm at. I was no virgin. I had children out of wedlock. I'm broke. Here I am in a strip club trying to make money to take care of my kids. And God loves me. <laughs> That's a joke. That's like that laugh Sarah had when, when the Lord told Abram she was going to have a baby. And Sarah laughed. And when the Lord checked her, she said, I laugh not. She lied to the Lord. <laughs> she lied. How can God love me? And for so many of you, you asking the same thing. How can God love me? If you only knew. I don't need to know. God knows. God knows everything he needs to know about you. But what you need to know is that God loves you. And that God is jealous over you. And he wants you to have no other God but him. And he don't want no sugar daddy, no sugar mama. He don't want you to be no gigolo. He don't want you to be no whore or hooker. He wants to be your all in all and your everything. God wants us to come to him and say, Abba, I'm tired. I need some rest. Abba, I'm hungry. Abba, I need some clothes. I need some peace. I need some joy. I need my children safe. I need you, God. I need you. I cannot do nothing without you. See, when we don't love ourselves, we don't think of stuff like that. Because everybody else we've ever asked, when they asked us, we said yes. Even when they asked us for us, we gave us to them. But then we ask, hey, can you loan me $20? I don't have it. Hey, you got some extra food? I don't have it. So they take, take, take from us, and we never receive. And if a man that you can see can do that to you, <laughs> you going to tell me about a man I cannot see? 
Are you for real? Are you for real? Did he not see me trying to become a stripper? Did he not see me and my children on the street in the rain, in the winter, spring, summer, fall? Did he not see us trying to catch a bus, trying to get on? Did he not see us? And I'm here to tell you this. Sometimes God will put us in positions and in predicaments to get our attention. But the thing is, we have gotten so bitter and so angry at God. We cannot see the good that he's doing in our lives. We are so used to complaining, and I don't have, and I cannot, and I will not. Just everything is a complaint. Every day is a complaint. Never taking the time to say, you know what, God? Thank you. Thank you. Because when it was time for me to prepare myself to become a stripper, honey, I was trying to do my splits. I was trying to move my body right. But when I was 14, I had appendicitis. Now, if you've had appendicitis, you know you get a little cut on the right side of your stomach. Barely fit. Not mine. To me, mine was a gash, okay? Mine was like a crater. And every time I would look at me, I'm like, oh, no, mm -mm, no. And it was that very crater that I'm thinking it looked like that kept me off that pole. I did not like having that. I almost died in that surgery because my appendix is actually ruptured. And you know, your appendix ruptured. You know, it starts spewing that poison in you. After a while, you start dying off. So after surgery, they had to leave my stomach partially open. <laughs> and it, 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 so that the skin didn't heal like it's supposed to. So to me, it just looked so ugly. And I just could not see myself on that stage with that ugly scar. And that scar is what kept me off the pole. Now, let me ask you this. Had I not have that scar, where would I be today? Would I be here sharing my testimony of how good God is? Would I be here on this platform letting victims of domestic violence know that God loves them? Would I be here telling the world that Jesus is alive, he is real, and he loves us, and he's going to come back for us one day? Who knows where I've been? Or could I have been one of them girls in one of them XXX videos? Or could I have been one of them girls posing for one of them XXX magazines? See, I didn't see it like that then. But now, God, I thank you. Because I may could have even, I could have maybe even been dead to get on that stage. The girls, they smoke. They drink a little Coke up their nose. Who knows what somebody would have done to me? Could I have been a victim of sex trafficking today? I didn't think that. But now I look back, and that's the love of God. And because of that, I can look at myself and I say, you know what? I love me too. Not only do I love me, I like me. And that's not being boastful. That's not being prideful. 
That's not putting anybody down. That's not to make anybody feel bad. It's just that the Lord have revealed to me that I am more than a conqueror. He has revealed to me that he has loved me with an everlasting love. He has revealed to me that everything that I need is in him. There is nothing in the world, y'all. Nothing in the world. Second, uh, John 2, 15 and 16, it says, uh, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. And what is the sin that God hates the most? Pride. Pride. Wherever pride is, God cannot be there. So I'm not loving me in pride. I'm not saying I am better than anybody. But at the same time, no longer am I feeling like anybody's better than me. And for so many people, you think that they're better than you. So many people, you would be willing to exchange where you are and what you got for where they are and what they got. And you don't even realize some people have to sell their souls to the devil. Some people have to do some things that they are embarrassed and ashamed of. Some people have to sell out their bodies, sell out their friends, sell out their family, sell out the government. Some people have to do wicked things to have what they have. And the Lord does not want us to be, to be pimped by the world. Our God, he loves us. Our God, he wants what's best for us. But here's the thing. He's a gentleman. He's not going to force anything on you. If you don't want God, he's not going to not want you because he's love. If you don't want God, he's not going to say, oh, well, she don't want me. He don't want me. I'm done. I'm at my work here is done. I have tried. I tried twice today. He did not respond. She did not respond. I am out of that to the loop. What do you do to the people that you love? You call them, they don't answer. You call again. You don't they don't get an answer. You text, hey baby, hey son, hey daughter, hey girlfriend, hey boyfriend, hey coworker, hey, I haven't seen you guys. Just checking up on you. You good? Everything good? Why? You love them. You love them. And this is God. I love you. I want what's best for you. The things that we think are best for us is not necessarily so. Because the devil knows what we like and he will use what we like to destroy us. So do not believe that the devil has anything good for you. The devil, the, Jesus told us that he is not just a liar. He is the father of lies. So he will tell you you're nothing. And you look in the mirror and you say, you know what? That is true. I am nothing. I haven't had a job in two years. Gained some weight. Look at my head. Oh, Lord. Look at 
you're nothing. And most of all, your God, he don't love you. And the enemy is lying. And he will keep lying. And he will continue to lie. When he starts whispering in your ears that God don't love him, shut him down quick. Say, you're a liar, devil. John 3.16, if that's all you know. John 3.16, for God so loved me. Yes, he loved the world, but I'm in the world. For God so loved me that he gave Jesus. That means God loves me. Don't let him lie to you. I know some of us, we have children that are just out there. Oh, God, and we're praying for them. And they look like they're never going to come and have a relationship with Jesus. Some of them, they don't have relationship with their mom, relationship with their dad. And we've tried everything we can. Why? Because we have experienced the love of God. And now we want everybody to experience that love. We want everybody to know that they are fearfully and wonderfully made. We want everybody to know that God loves them. So do not believe the lies of the enemy and agree with what God says about you. Now, you're going to want to say, well, Diane, what does God say about me? This is where you need your B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before leaving earth. B-I-B-L-E of the Bible. All the promises that God has for you, that God has for me, the only way you will know those promises is for you to get in that Bible for yourself. Yes, you go to church. Yes, there are some leaders and stuff, and some of them, y'all, let me tell you, some of them, whew, sidebar real quick, sidebar real quick, there are some that this coronavirus has it, have exposed. There were leaders that, baby, I used to, I, I got the package for, for my cable just so I can get the word network so I can get certain, certain pastors. I can, I can hear certain leaders. And in this, God began to peel out and show some stuff. And I was like, I started listening to some messages. I'm like, wait a minute. They're kind of twisting the word. They're kind of going back with the word. They're using the word to bring condemnation. And they're bringing the word to bring fear. And Romans 8, 1 tells us that there is therefore now no condemnation. So how are you going to take the word and flip the word? So a lot of leaders I no longer follow. I no longer watch. Because what you're preaching to me is not what thus says the Lord. So I say to you, you have to know God for yourself. See, nowadays it can it, it can no longer be it can no longer be religion. It has to be relationship. There are more than enough religions in the world, but not enough relationship with the Father. And it is in relationship that he will begin 
to show you who you are. It is in relationship that he will say to you, you are the apple of my eye. It's in relationship he will say to you, you are the head and not the tail. I know all your life you've been the tail end of it. You're the tail end of the family. You're the tail end at work. You're the tail end in the church. You're the tail end in the community, in the neighborhood. I know all your life you've been the tail end. And he's saying to you, you ain't no end. You are the head, not the tail. Far, far from the tail. How can God love us and make us the tail? How can God love us and only make us the borrower? No, we're supposed to be the lenders. We give, 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 and when it's time for people to give, they have nothing. I don't know about you, but I have bankrupt my spirit trying to please people. I have bankrupt my spirit trying to make people happy. I have bankrupt my spirit looking out for people. And when it came to me, when it came to somebody helping me, I couldn't find nobody to help. And you know what that makes people like us? It makes you bitter. It makes you angry. It makes you a very merciless person. It makes you a very vindictive person because we walk around and say, I ain't forget. When I needed you, you wasn't there. When I called you, you didn't come. But when you called me, I came running. And that makes people mean and nasty and walk in unforgiveness. And that's why we have so many witches and warlocks pronouncing curses on people, writing people's names and putting it in their shoes, thinking that they're walking on top of that person. That's why so many people are erecting altars in the spirit realm of wickedness and putting on their blood sacrifices because the enemy used the the wrong that people did to them. The enemy is now using that to destroy them. And they don't even realize that John 10.10 is operating in their lives. What does John 10.10 say? The enemy, the devil, that old dragon, he come but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, but I have come that you may have life and have life in abundance. The enemy don't want you and I to have an abundant life. The enemy don't want you and I walking around with a smile on our face. The enemy does not want you and I to have peace in our home. The enemy does not want you and I to be in a place of joy with our family. The enemy don't want your marriage to work. 
He don't want your children to grow up and become great men and great women of God, a Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized, speaking in tongues. The enemy don't want that for you. Do you really believe the enemy can? And these witches and warlocks and soothsayers and these magicians and, and, and all these wicked people. Because there's this one, what is it called, Lord, a rapper, whatever. He, homeboy, say he would much rather reign in hell than be a servant in heaven. That's the deception, church. That's the deception, my brother and my sister. The enemy will make you think hell is going to be a party. Let me tell you something. After Jesus raised from the dead, and he ascended back to heaven. I think that's Acts chapter 5 with Ananias and Sapphira. When they went and they sold that parcel of land. And the enemy came into their heart. Because everybody was selling and giving and everybody was selling and sharing. But Ananias and his wife Sapphira, they planned and plotted together that we're going to lie. But they thought they were going to lie to Peter. Peter asked them, why have you guys come together in this agreement and lie to the Spirit, not to Peter? And the Bible say, before they could even utter a word, Ananias dropped dead. His wife came a few hours later with the lie intact. Peter said, look at them folks over there. You see the mud on their feet? You know what that mud is? That's the mud from the grave of your husband. She never had a chance to repent. That was over 2,000 years ago. Jesus tells us there will not be one sin in hell. Don't forget, God hates liars. Why? Because the devil is not a liar he is the father of life, and Jesus said he lied from the beginning. Don't forget the rich man and Lazarus. When Lazarus died, he went into Abraham's bosom. When the rich man died, the Bible said he lifted up his eyes, and where was he? In hell, in torment. So how can hell be tormented and be a party at the same time? How are you going to rule in torment and party at the same time, we are living in a very dark world right now. And all the devil wants is to destroy you, destroy me, destroy your family, destroy your friends, destroy your neighbors. He cares about no one but himself. So I say to you today, and I ask of you today, how do you now feel about yourself, knowing what God has done for you and what he's got in store for you and what the devil is doing, wants to do, and where you're going to spend eternity? Today, the 20th of July, I say to you, if you do not know Jesus and if you do not have a relationship with Jesus, I am begging and I am calling and I am pleading with you to say to you, if you are ready 
to turn your back on this world. Repeat this prayer. Let us make a decision today. For God I live, for God I die. I much rather serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I much rather be in heaven, baby, where there be no tears, no sickness, no disease, no nothing. I much rather be there than be in hell in torment and in pain for all eternity. So repeat after me, Father, I come in the name of Jesus. Father, I come and I acknowledge, Lord, that I am a sinner. And I come, Lord, and I repent of my sin. I ask, Father, that you forgive me and that you wash me in the blood of Jesus. I make a decision today, Father, that I am renouncing the world. I am turning my back on the world, and I am giving you my life. Be my God. Be my Lord. Be my King. Be my Savior. I give you all of me. Use me for your kingdom, for your purpose, and for your glory. In the name of Jesus. Father, erase my name out of the book of death and write it in the book of life. In Jesus' name. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, I want to say to you, if you repeated that prayer, I want to welcome you into kingdom family. You and I are now brothers and sisters. Let us pray one for another. Let us love one another. Let us encourage one another. I say to you, for you to learn the love that God has for you, get your Bible. Get you a new King James. Get you a Bible. Begin to read. And as you open your word, ask him, Lord, reveal yourself to me in your word. Give me the understanding and show me how to apply your word in my life. That the life I live may be well-pleasing unto you. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for being with me today. I pray that the Lord has spoken to your hearts. And I pray that you will hold on to God's unchanging hand like the old folks used to say. And again, Pastor Chris. First Lady Shanice Newton, I want to thank you guys, love you guys. I thank God for blessing you guys with this platform that we are able to go into all the world and preach the gospel just like Jesus told us to do. And I thank you and I bless you guys. So, ladies and gentlemen, I pray that you will be with me next Tuesday, same time, same place. Please go to tpvradionetwork.com. Go ahead, like, and follow us there. Look for the lady in the yellow suit. That would be me. Go ahead, give me a thumbs up and a follow. I love you. I thank you until we meet again. I want to say a special shout-out. I hope you're listening, Pastor Gordon. You said that you missed me on the show last week, Pastor Gordon. I love you. I bless you. First Lady Katina, I love you guys. I bless you guys, and I thank God for y'all. Thank you for the love and support and the prayer. Until we meet again next time, you guys, Pastor Chris, Sister Shanice, I love you guys, and we will meet again soon next Tuesday, same time, same place. Walk with me, family. Let's go. Good night, everybody.
Radio, Central Texas. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.